Okay, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. This means that we may be interrupted by dogs, cats, and because it's nighttime, there should be no chicken interruptions. If there are chicken interruptions, we've got a problem. Also, I should mention that this podcast, while not containing sexually explicit material, has to be marked explicit because there are two settings on iTunes, explicit and clean, and we like to swear a lot, so this is really PG-13. The best part is, so does our guest this week, and so no no punches on the language, no edits there. You have been warned. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 28. I am here in what is now a frozen hellscape with my <laughs> wombat test subject. This is not a frozen hellscape. It's been below freezing pretty much constantly for the last week, and now we have snow. Kevin is a delicate southern flower. I am an arrogant Minnesotan who spent 10 years there and therefore must be that asshole who says, you call this cold? This is nothing. Even though, yes, I know perfectly well you don't have the infrastructure to deal with it down here. So, you know, I... Look, yes. let me have this. There's so little else <laughs> that where, you know, I have amazing survival skills, but by God, I can deal with snow. This is This is fair. This is yes. very fair. I still remember the time it snowed, and I went outside and came back in. And I'm like, okay, truck scraped. It's been warmed up. Let's go. And you're like, you you went out and started the car and scraped everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it's that's what you do. And you looked at me like I had suddenly been replaced with some strange, competent superhero that was masquerading as me. Think about that comment for a second. What? That? Oh, never mind. I'm extremely so, competent in several very specific areas. Very specific areas. I'm in max to my character sheet. The nice thing about uh, this week, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's nice and it's not nice. I have had two work days this week because we had New Year's Day on Monday, and that was a day off. And now I have MAGFest in National Harbor, Maryland on Thursday, Friday, and Monday, which means that while I only had two work days, I've had to cram a lot into those two work days. And I was on point for one of them. So that made for a very hectic time and trying to get everything else together, which takes its own set of organizational stuff because I've been documenting how we're setting up new laptops specifically for the security org I work for. And I've been getting all of that together. I've had to get my own, you know, starting to get my own stuff together. It's, I, I sh really should do a checklist because it can get very complicated. Sorry about the clicking, that's my elbow on a thing. But the, I mean, the upshot is that while this isn't downtime, this is going to be downtime for me. I'm going to go in. I have a very specific set of hours I have to work. I have a very specific set of things that I need to be doing, which is mostly overseeing security. And then I can go pass out for as long as I need to pass out. Up to, but not exceeding, 12 hours because then I have to go back on shift. So it's, it's a weird cycle. And my body clock's going to be screwed up when I come home. It always is. Because I'll have been wor basically working six hours and then off for 12 and then working for six. So it's an 18-hour cycle. And that really will throw me so that when Tuesday, next Tuesday rolls around and I have to actually show back up at work, I haven't figured out if that cycle goes back to what would be quote-unquote normal for me by that point. So we'll have to look. Or if it'll be the middle of the night or what? Yeah, I think because of where my last shift ends, it does slide back into some semblance of normalcy at that point. 
Meanwhile, the minute Kevin leaves, I become untethered from a normal human schedule. She does. And begin staying up until 5 in the morning and sleeping until 1. Yeah. Uh, because it turns out if left to my own devices, I immediately become nocturnal. Or some reasonable facsimile thereof. Yes. Which is interesting because there's a lot of talk about finding your productive hours. Especially if you're a freelancer. If you're a business person, you're fucked. Because you are going to be expected to be at an office at like the typical hours. 9am to 5pm. Although that's rapidly becoming 8 to 6 in my industry. That you're supposed to be productive through that, except for a brunch, a break for lunch, a brunch for for lunch. I'd love that brunch for lunch every day, but I digress. And while that isn't conducive to our normal like rhythms, we kind of force ourselves into it because that was kind of how the ideal was set up. What in the 1800s, when uh, office jobs started to become much more electric lighting really screwed us all. Over. It kind of did. I, uh, meanwhile, my productive hours left to my own devices are about noon, uh, noon, midnight to three in the morning. Right. I could write whole books if that was when the coffee shop was open. Yes. Uh, Instead, you end up writing them in bed or just dorking around on the internet. A lot of times, yes. I, I more or less put myself on your rhythm because I like having a relationship. Yeah. In addition to uh, writing books. Um, if yeah. you got completely offset to the point where... Because you, you usually stay up past midnight anyway. I do, yeah. Uh, if you got to a point where you had to go to bed at 10 or something like that, I mm -hmm. would probably uh, wind up going into my studio and writing or something yeah. at yeah. night. And But, you know. I eh, do, I life. do. The, the side effect is, of course, when I am... When I'm unemployed, and I'm not trying to keep those you know, office hours as required, I notice I start to slip into the same thing. I'm still up before you, but I start to edge into more nocturnal. I start sleeping late. It's like my body naturally wants me to sleep until about 10 a.m. and then go to bed around 2. Two Whereas or 3. I am one of nature's third shift workers. Yes. <laughs> and so there's always that adjustment after I get a, a when I change jobs, which I haven't done in forever. Yes. It feels like forever. In the tech industry, it's been six and a half years, so that is really is forever. Yeah. Yes. Which is a testament to the company I work for as well. Anyway. Anyway, so that's that's what's going on. I'm off to MAGFest. You will be t untethered in time until I return home on Monday. Yes. With our buddy Liz is, is staying Liz here. Liz is so, here, yes. Uh, so we will be both be untethered in time, mm -hmm. since apparently we're also going to be snowbound. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So a term came up that I want to talk about before we get to the interview because I'm, I'm thinking we're, there's so much for me to do. This is going to be kind of a shorter episode for the for our discussion side of things. A term came up in the interview, uh, the difference between a pantser and a plotter. <laughs> yes. And so uh, since we don't explicitly explain it in the interview, when writers are talking, they usually talk about whether they're a pantser, that is writing by the seat of their pants and not knowing where they're going next, or whether they're a plotter, they sit down and they write out a meticulous plot. Yes. Or at least all the high points and the milestones they want to get. Outliners, mm -hmm. uh, another term, discovery writers, if you want to be super fancy. Right. Which uh, uh, I my my friend Murder, I think, also show up with a discovery writer, which yep. is great. I am not snubbing it. I am I am more of a pants yes. person. Um, 
And the thing is, you're not ever 100% one or the other. Usually what happens is I will pants things for uh, maybe a third of the book, and then I'll be like, okay, I sort of know where everybody is or what they're doing, so let me go write out what happens next. Yeah, and I've, I've read your manuscripts, your in-progress manuscripts, so it'll be, here's that first chunk that's usually about the point where you hand it to me to say, does this shame my ancestors? Yes. And then there are just, like, bullet points about do X, go to Y, moral crisis. Well, the thing you is, it's, it's not like that. I, I'll address well, it's like, yeah. I'll have, you, they'll just be, like, I'll write the word gap, and then they'll be in a fully realized scene for another couple thousand words, <laughs> and then they'll be like, something happens here, there's a fight scene. Another yeah. thing, you know, yeah. they do this here. And Well, uh, there was the one manuscript where, you're like, you, you had basically written just, like, bullet points about here's... There weren't actually any bullets, I will admit. But it was like, you know, a short line, they meet X, you know, or spectacle here, or, you know, something along those lines. One manuscript, that's like all the manuscripts, yeah. Okay. That was the last one I read like that. Yes. Most of the rest of them are just like, here's the, okay, is this, you're asking me if this has legs and if it's worth selling, so. Yes. Which is fine. I don't mind. It, uh, It does mean that there are a lot of unresolved stories in my head. (laughs) <laughs> and since I'm not a, a fan fiction person, sorry, I, I mean, I'm apologizing to, to everybody who is that I, I do not share the joy that you do, because I know it is a joyous thing. I do. Yes. But, so I don't actually try to finish stories unless I'm asked, what do you think so far? Or I'm, I'm stuck. You know, occasionally I'll I'll start feeding ideas until she's like, aha, and it's something completely different from what I recommend. Uh, the, the best thing about talking to someone about the ideas is mm-hmm. that they will run you through all of the ones that are wrong. Mm. And okay. Be, and, and this is no <laughs> yeah. reflection no, 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 on no. you. Uh, it, is, it is useful in that uh, mm. if I'm like, I don't know what happens next, and you'll make some suggestions, my brain will be like, God, no. And then, uh, then I know there's a thing that doesn't happen next. Well, all right then. So it, it's actually helpful, but it's like, um, okay, uh, you know how they do allergy testing? Uh, kind of. They they like take a whole bunch of different allergens and they right. poke you with them on the back and they see what you react to. Yes. Uh, essentially, you're poking me with a bunch of ideas and my body is rejecting all of them. <laughs> So, okay, so okay. then we're like, okay, we mm-hmm. know she's not allergic to this one. Ah. Yes. So it's a very valuable mm-hmm. service, and people pay allergy doctors a lot for it. You're just telling me, you know, what... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. So here's the thing. Have you ever done a mind map? Uh, I believe I tried it once and said that's a cult. Okay. It, it, that's basically like you write a word and put a circle and then draw a line and put another thing you, on it. You do sort of free association and let the ideas sort of branch out in different directions. Yeah. I don't understand how the why how okay like like my like like if I write chicken in the middle mm-hmm. then I write like what the word egg and then hen and then fox so and then, and something then that's supposed to get me somewhere well that's the that's the thing one of the things that Casey Alexander and I talked about was her passion planner which she has a, a YouTube video of. And I know you hear Passion Planner, you immediately say, it's a cult. Go ahead, get it out of your system. I respect Case enormously, and I hope she's deprogrammed safely. No, if it's working for her, I'm <laughs> absolutely, glad. Absolutely. I'm glad. It's, I'm, but, not, I'm not snubbing her. But her one, of the things, one of the things we talk so about... It's so Well, one of the things we talk about is it has a mind mapping exercise that 
it has basically, you know, we'll say January in the middle or today in the middle. And then it'll have, you know, next week, next month, next year, five years in each corner. And you kind of map out ideas as to where you're going from today towards those things. And she found it really helpful. I'm glad it was extremely helpful for her. That sounds like if I tried it, I would be doing a lot of busy work and be annoyed. This is, yeah, well, this is you. Yes. I understand that. You I... don't do busy work very well. Uh, it's it's not a skill set that I was bad at it in, in grade school too. Yeah. Um, that being said, if it works for someone else, it is not busy work. It's it's like the people who do that the, the set up the playlists before they write. They're like, I have to get my playlist for this book, and I'm like, <laughs> if this works and produces a book at the end, more power to you. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I know you you. You will either write in silence or you'll put on some podcast in the background and... And then I'll have to rerun it like 50 times because I stopped listening to it because I'm writing. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a, a noise in the background. It's not like inspirational music or something. Occasionally I'll, I'll like be in a mood and I'll be like, the book is going dark places, play all of fire water. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Especially songs we should have written. Oh, God. That, that it's a phenomenal covers album just saying i'll link to it in the show notes just like i'm going to link to the video of the passion planner of that of Kay setting up her passion planner for 2018 I, that she did and, and let me clear if a passion planner works for mm -hmm. you i'm not judging i hope it works the world needs more people who have found a thing that works for them indeed and i'm just saying i'd chew my own hand off at the wrist i'm aware the other thing is uh, one of my favorite planners has released finally the PDF version this past week, last week. Uh, the Ink and Vault planner released the, the printable version, not the, you know, and it's $10 for the PDF. It's kind of awesome that you get this really good tool if, you, if it works for you. And it's $10 is really inexpensive for a full year of weekly plans and all that sort of thing. And they're not paying me. I should say that out front. I'm just... I'm really impressed with this one. If and they'd like to pay us, we can be bought. I would, and I would gladly have their founder on the show. She's she's on my list of people to ask when I get up the gumption to start asking a couple other new people to be on the show. And thinking of people to be on the show, uh, let's roll over to Case. It was an awesome conversation and I really hope you guys have fun with it because I had a blast talking to her and I think we had a blast talking to each other so we're going to shuffle over to that and we'll be back in a little bit Hi folks, I am here with Casey Alexander who has agreed to talk to us about how she keeps herself productive. I'm really excited about this because if you hadn't read any of her books, you are completely missing out. Um, <laughs> go buy Necrotech and Nanoshock today, really, honestly. And we'll give you links later because I love the books and 
you know, it's it's just an honor to be able to sit here and talk to you. Whenever someone says it's an honor, I'm like, I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from my introduction for the nice people who are listening, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. Uh, so I'm Casey Alexander. I like to go by Case. And um, I'm a full-time author and a part-time photographer. I'm super into transhumanism and um, fantasy and sci-fi all over the place, but I really like the ones that push the boundaries. Um, I write the ones that push the boundaries. And I'm hella into profanity. That's fine. (laughs) We give (laughs) a warning at the beginning of the episodes. There there was a question in that. (laughs) So, yeah, I... um, I, I, I do, what else do you want? I'm awesome. Yeah, you are. You are. And your books are <laughs> awesome. And Thank you. Yeah. And so you just did a video for your um, Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it was for everyone. It was for everyone? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I heard about it through the Patreon subscription thing. Right. Um, okay. Thank you, by so, the way. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. It's, for being awesome. All right. <laughs> um, where you were going to talk about your your process a little bit so how do you keep yourself organized and we'll roll in with the rest of it okay so uh there's actually two questions in that how do i keep myself organized just in general or how do i keep my books organized yes all right (laughs) (laughs) we'll start with in general um i tend to be uh extremely overwhelmed by life um i uh, have both type two bipolar and PTSD and ADHD, not to like jump into the labels box, but all of these things tend to like affect your brain and how yeah, you deal. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, the ADHD keeps me from really being able to be organized in a way that makes any sort of sense to anyone, including myself. Um, <laughs> thanks dad. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I have to find a way to just take my life, mm-hmm. figure out goals that aren't overwhelming, yeah. and break those down into steps. And I, I didn't even know that part until, um, honestly, last year, I picked up a passion planner. Ooh. Yes. And uh, it's it's uh, passionplanner.com, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It's dot org, but I think it's dot com. Um, and I always get the classic size because I like the desk size, you know, and it yeah, gives yeah. me lots of room to scribble in and whatever because I have giant handwriting. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so have you do in that passion planner. Um, and of course, you pick and choose, right? Like I'm right. a magpie. I, I pick and choose things. There are certain things where I was like, nope, fuck off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the first thing they have you do is they they have this. Um, do you remember mind maps? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah free association and i always i hated that i was never good at it i'm like i don't know what the fuck like bees i don't know (laughs) but they they have it broken into like um today's date in the center and then three months from now one year from now three years from now and then lifetime in each corner and what really actually got me about it is they were like the page itself is like okay so pretend that anything you write on this paper it's just going to magically come true okay and go ham like just pretend right, <laughs> right so right. and just go ham personal goals <laughs> what do you want to do what do you want to be what do you in three months what do you want to accomplish and whatever mm-hmm. and um i did that and then i looked back at it and went holy shit i know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> like 
<laughs> it was the first time I'd actually had kind of goals that I could see and recognize mm-hmm. and the path from the three months to the year to the, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen that before. Um, along the way last year, I started color coding because I color code when I write or not when I write, right. But when I plot, yeah. um, so I have very specific colors for personal work, you know, mm-hmm. mental health stuff, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So, and I just put those colors. And it breaks my life up into weeks oh, rather okay. than entire months or entire days or days. No, days would be good um, <laughs> or entire years or anything like that. It's got a section like your standard calendar section for your month where you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And then it's got the the weeks. And I only do one week at a time, which is recommended. Yeah. Uh, because that's all I really have the brain space for. And I put the the um, the stuff I can't move first on the weekly. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. work session at the studio, can't move that. You know, right. this podcast can't move that. I mean, <laughs> could you're not like yeah, married yeah. to it, but you know. Um, and then around it, I fill in the things that, you know, the other things I need to do based on priorities I write at the bottom of the sheet. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, the, but I don't overschedule myself. And I do actually schedule self-care days. Oh, and I'm like, barring emergencies, mm-hmm. watch that anime you've been binging, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's amazing how well it's kept me on track, honestly. Um, and that that just ended up working for me. So I have the new planner this year. I've, in fact, I was working on it earlier. And nice. My, my week looks good. <laughs> All right. That's what's important. I mean, yeah, I mean, I already know that like two days this week are just write-offs because I'm going to be at MAGFest on, oh, yeah. yeah, Thursday and Friday and Monday. So it's just like, yep, nope, not putting anything there because I have to, that's a special schedule. And then, yeah. you know, trying to work in all my other work stuff and the podcast and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've learned that I have to be somewhat disciplined. I think that's the hardest thing when you're self-employed mm-hmm. is you have the discipline to actually either stick to a general schedule right. or hold yourself accountable at the end of the week and be like, well, I guess I'm writing 40 pages today because I didn't, you know, didn't do the rest. Yeah. Um, I... And generally what I do when I have cons like that, and it's mm-hmm. actually one of the best things I, I started doing is when those days are empty, I'll schedule in my panels usually. Right. Just yeah, so I can, yeah. you know, the ones I have to give. And um, then I just write the cool things that happened or I have that little Instax printer you know, oh, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Polaroid-ish kind of thing. And I'll print off pictures and like paste them in there so that when I ever go back, I can be like, oh, yeah, I totally saw Chuck there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I totally had this awesome panel with Timothy's on, which, by the way, I did. And I regret <laughs> forever. I did not take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but or, or you got to go out and drink heavily with uh, with Kevin or. Oh, straight up. Yeah. 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 Every year. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's basically it. And, of course, being forgiving of yourself mm-hmm. if you don't get something done versus being lazy and right. making excuses. And that's the other hard thing to learn. Yep. And that yeah. sort of bleeds over into the other question, which is what habits yeah. and systems are important to you. So we can either skip that one or you can expound on it. Habit systems. <laughs> habits habit system. or systems. Whatever. Habit yeah. systems. Habits. <laughs> System <laughs> habits. Um. I actually don't have very many habit systems. Mm -hmm. Um, The only things I absolutely have to do Mm 
mm-hmm. uh, is feed and take my pup out. Right. Like, Frankie ain't waiting for nobody. <laughs> um, I need to take my medicine in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I need to uh, have my coffee. Yes. These are those all important are, things. Yeah. Those are really the only things I have to do regularly. Now, that said, I do try and keep to as similar a schedule as possible when I start writing officially. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is that will change depending on project to project. Sometimes right. I become a night owl. Other mm-hmm. times I'm up at eight, which the. Um, <laughs> not my choice yeah, no. uh, <laughs> so um i think if nothing else i need a drink with me whether it's coffee or tea mm-hmm. or you know whiskey or something i, I have hey. my i have my little can of uh of pomplamoose lacroix so yeah 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 so you know if i if for some reason i don't quite feel ready or complete mm-hmm. until that point um and that's I mean, that's it. I have I have book habits when it comes to the first thing I need to do when I start a new book or, okay. or whatever. But daily? No, not yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are your book habits then? Um, so I, I used to be a uh, pantser. I used to write books oh, just on the fly. Right. Um, and then I realized I had 137 unfinished projects. Okay. and um something had to give so a friend of mine actually um taught me how to plot using Mm -hmm. post-its oh okay and over the years uh i've made it mine i've made i have Mm -hmm. my own system um but i have this huge whiteboard that i use because it's all analog Mm -hmm. and that's why i use a planner too because analog helps me focus better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i'm not a linear thinker like at all right so just doing outlines just wasn't doing it for me mm-hmm. i would completely like fuck everything up and be like what the shit was going on over there and yeah and how do i move this section but i used words so <laughs> if i move it it takes the thread away for it just drives me nuts so um the first thing i do is take a yellow legal pad which i'm obsessed oh my god sorry my dog's being crazy yeah. uh which i'm obsessed with <laughs> And um, I sort of freehand a bunch of stuff, thoughts that I have, mm-hmm. ideas, whatever. Um, and then from there, I get a better idea of the plot. Okay. Uh, I know who my characters are, so I do a goal motivation conflict for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I actually learned from uh, Kathy Yardley's Rock Your Plot. Ah, okay. Which is, and it's like $2 on Amazon or something. But, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. And again, I magpie it, you know, mm-hmm. pick and choose. Uh, every character, including the villain, gets a goal motivation conflict. Yeah. Um, internal and external conflicts. I, it's a lot of work, honestly. Mm-hmm. It, and I never would have imagined myself doing this. But um, that's what I've done for the the Rico books for right. Microtech and Nanoshock. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I do the uh, what do you call it? The beats. Yeah. In the, the plot. So I have the inciting incident, the first plot point where mm-hmm. you know the shit really picks up in the second <laughs> plot point where you know what you have to do, but mm-hmm. you have no fucking idea how to get there and, yep. you know, so on and so forth. Um, I write that down using the goal motivation conflict so that I can know the absolute worst thing I can do <laughs> <laughs> and really fuck them over. <laughs> like it didn't show in the last book. Yeah. Uh. No? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> nope. nope. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> 
And then once I have that, I take this giant whiteboard and it's broken into um, squares. Okay. And visually speaking, each square is a chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't always end up that way. I don't actually write in chapters. I write in scenes. Yeah. But it gives me sort of an idea of what I'm looking at and helps me break up the points. Um, and each chapter basically is roughly 20 pages. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Uh, so generally two scenes or one really long scene. Uh, I, I put a post-it of where my, my beats are. Mm-hmm. And then I take it scene by scene from the beginning. Okay. Uh, I use different color post-its and it always goes in this order. Uh, with Rico, it's a little different because it's first person. So she has, right. uh, yeah, like I, I will change colors depending on the, the point of view of the mm-hmm. first, you know, uh, post-it. But the first post-it is um, Rico's goal for that scene, just for the scene. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm having a moment thinking about that first scene uh-huh. in Nanoshock. And thinking about <laughs> what you could have possibly put on that post-it note, I, I don't spoil it for anybody. Cause, I'm not. Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. But, oh wow. Not. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So now, mind you, first scene, not first line. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although, okay. when I get a f- good first line, I will write it down and stick it up there. And I have to say that that one opens with one of the best first lines I've ever read in terms of, oh, we are not pulling any punches this time, I see. So. Uh, nope, we're pushing punches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> not sorry. Um, but that's what I do is the, the first post-it, uh, I do like a light yellow because Rico's, it's all her point of view. Um, I write down in, in very short words, like... I'm not writing a book on the post-its. No, they're sort of like your milestones, your guides from yeah. point to point. They're they're not yeah. supposed to be the big. Exactly. That's what exactly. words for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and so it's just like uh, goal for the scene: get a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. Like whatever. Um, and then underneath that, so it's just strips of color. Underneath that is like a medium yellow. Um, that's the motivation. And it's not just like, oh, because she needs to shoot someone. It's like the motivation. Right. Um, why does she need that gun? Mm-hmm. What's at stake? Right. Uh, under that is the conflict, which is mm-hmm. what's in the way. Right. right? Um, and then under that is my favorite one. And I learned this from uh, Kathy's book. Mm-hmm. Every scene, unless it's the resolution, mm-hmm. has a disaster. Okay. I will color code the disasters depending on what it is. So a disaster is like, look at your goal. Mm-hmm. Does she accomplish it? Uh, accomplish it. <laughs> your only viable answers, unless mm-hmm. it's a resolution, in which case, you know, it's yes in right. some way or another, <laughs> um, is no. Mm-hmm. No and furthermore, <laughs> worse, yeah. right? Or yes, but yeah, and it's now the there's but all that this gets other you. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and that just leads on and leads on and leads on. So you're always moving, um, mm-hmm. always progressing, and I do that throughout the whole thing. Um, I color code the disasters depending on what they are. Um, for instance, if there's a shootout, I use like danger orange. Okay. It's more of a, a personal conflict. I have a different color, you know, okay. all of these things. Um, so that's where the visual aspect kicks in, the color coding. Right. I step back. Mm-hmm. I look at it, not as words, but as as color. And if I'm like, 
okay, no, there's like four squares where it's all danger orange. That's going to fuck up the pacing. Right. So I move things around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And weirdly enough, it works. When I write the book, the pacing's right there. You know, I can tell when something's too short because or too um, boring, too slow, because there's just no other colors in that row. Right. right. Um, and that's that's how I plot a book. And by the time the book is plotted, it's done. All I have to do then is put words to it. See, now this is fascinating to me because I'm married to a pantser. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I've seen those tweets. <laughs> yeah, and and. Sh- her her approach to it is yeah it's okay to have 15 incomplete things because maybe that one just needs to sit and percolate and she'll come back in a couple years which is why uh like clockwork boys and the follow-up wonder engine i think she's Mm -hmm. been working on those on and off for at least 15 years got it yeah Yeah, i'm too hungry for that i'm too Mm -hmm. um i like when i start a project i like to finish it um, which is why even if I have like dual contracts, mm-hmm. I do one book and then I do the next book and then I go back to the other book or the other series and then I do. Um, yeah. But this plotting process is also why if I need to, I can write a book in a month. Yes, which is impressive in and of itself. And I know that that takes not- such a physical and mental toll on it anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. not sustainable. No, not at all. It's how I used to actually write all of my... Um, previous books under my other name um pretty much were all written between one month and three um yeah yeah (laughs) however uh a little bit of a workaholic at that point but um Mm -hmm. yeah here i try and keep it to three as well Mm -hmm. specifically so i can have a life issues that get in the way right right or or b like if I need to let it go for a while, I still have another month or so. So right. I'll like I'll contract them out for like six months. Mm-hmm. So it, now we've talked. That actually has all bled over into the next question. What what has all been right. what has been your biggest help or best advice you've received? And I've got a couple of books I got to go look up and link in the show notes. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, best advice I ever received. Honestly, um, actually, way back when I was just starting to play with the idea of writing, um, I wrote Heather Graham, who's a, a romance slash suspense mm-hmm. kind of writer. She's been around for years and years and years. Um, and I, I did that thing that everybody hates, right? Where I was like, so I'm a perspective writer and blah, 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 blah. And I love your books and blah, 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 blah. And I don't mean to take up much time, but, you know, could could you share, you know, a little bit of advice for a starting writer? Mm-hmm. And she was lovely. She was gracious. And, and in short, she wrote back and said, finish the book. Like, no yeah. matter what, finish the book. It doesn't matter if you've got typos as you go Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you know something goes astray just leave a note Mm -hmm. to to go back and fix it finish the book because you can uh as cherry adair uh often says you can't edit invisible ink yes yes you can copy edit it as long as it's already down right Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can, you can, you know, and copy edits are like, oh, like there's a comma missing or, oh, I accidentally Mm -hmm. changed his name midway or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, 
if you don't have the book done, you're not going to be able to edit it. If you don't edit it, you can edit anything into shape. Right. You can take the worst book ever. I could take the Eye of Argon and edit it into shape, right? But if it's wow, not... Wow, that's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a tall order. <laughs> but if it's not there, you right. can't work with it. And um, so that's what I do is I finish the book. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I might go up a, a chapter just to reread it so I can get back into my point. And I might edit something along the way just so my brain can make sense of that and link it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't revise until I'm done. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you get trapped in the the revise hell. It you never know? finishes, and yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that's basically it. Just finish the book. It's actually what I tell people now, when they ask me, and I'm like, finish the book. It's awesome that um, you've been working on this fantasy for ten years or or whatever. Um, with all due respect to Ursula. Yeah. No. <laughs> well. Got her system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like when when authors or would be authors are like hungry and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I totally want to get published. What's your advice? And I'm like, mm-hmm. finish the book. Yep. You know, I usually tell people if they're stuck, um, if you've been working on it for longer than two years, find something else because you're obviously not motivated. Wait. And they're like, oh. yeah. or or write something else. Put that one aside. Maybe come back to it. But yeah. finish oh, something else. Yeah. Absolutely. Because because obviously you're not hungry enough for it. Right. Find a project that you're hungry for. You know, you mm-hmm. do that, you get the juices flowing. I also say everybody's first book is shit. Uh, no lie. Yeah. No it's lie. Just, just like any talent, it's mm-hmm. um, you learn it. You didn't, you know, if you're an artist, you didn't pick up a pencil and go, oh, I just drew this most marvelous dog. Like, no, you, you had to yeah. practice. Writing's the same way. That is, yeah. And that is, I've watched aspiring artists who have a lot of talent I've watched their faces just sort of implode and crush when Ursula says, when they're like, well, how do you become successful? She's like, draw, go out and draw everything. You're not, talent will only get you so far. You need practice, practice. And man, I've seen a couple who are just like, oh, because that's not what they wanted to hear. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah, I know. So how do you reward yourself? You know, that's something I work on still. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel really good when a book is done. Mm-hmm. And that is a kind of reward. Like I, yeah. I am accomplished and all of that. Um, but that's not to, <laughs> not to sound like super smug or anything, but that's par for the course. Anytime you yeah. do a, a good job at your job, you should mm-hmm. feel good about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have started treating myself to something when I finish a book and like I get my first payment for it or whatever. Gotcha. Um, that's how I got the the N seven Mass Effect tattoo. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah. I I finished the uh, um, Mass Effect book that I co wrote with Jason Huff, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, well, fuck that, because I've been a Mass Effect fan yeah, for. Yeah freaking ever um and i finally went out i got my first tattoo and i am now i don't know if you've seen it i've now been branded with the uh n7 logo that's a good one um and so it's things like that where it's no it's not things Mm -hmm. i need it's not like yeah i could make a case for all these other things that that i certainly need but Mm -hmm. um no, it's just things I want. Yeah, because that's because want is a reward. Need is not exa- need is need. Right. 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 Like, no, I'm the kind of person you can get me a vacuum cleaner for my birthday, and I'm totally thrilled as long as it's a good one. 
Um, but when it comes to treating myself, it's really, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll do a celebratory night at, you know, a bar with friends or something. Yeah. And then I treat myself to something and, you know, right that's, yeah. that's my reward. <laughs> so what about the other end? And this is the hard question. Last question. I save it for last. What do you do when you fail or when you miss? Get into absolute deep depression and hate myself for a while. Yay, a you're not the only one. Okay, I'm no, not the only one, yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. A lot of that is part of the, the type two bipolar. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, I, my self-worth is actually tied very strongly in with my success okay. as an author. Mm -hmm. um, it shouldn't be, and I'm working on that, but writing is all I know. It's all I want to do. Mm -hmm. I can't mm -hmm. see myself not writing. If I, if I stop writing, I get deeply unhappy. Right. Um, so when I miss, when I fail, when I get mm -hmm. bad news about, you know, how my books are doing mm -hmm. or, you know, when someone sends me a bad review and I'm an idiot and I click on it because they didn't say it was a bad review. I actually oh. just stopped reading reviews unless it's from someone I know. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Never read the comments. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's like, if it's like obviously someone sends it to me and it's got a quote from it that's super positive, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. Um, and um, <laughs> but I do. Um, I kind of spiral and I have mm -hmm. a few days of just hating myself and wondering why I do this and mm -hmm. and I'm just secretly an imposter and I don't deserve to have friends like Kevin Hearn and yeah. you know stuff like that yeah. and. And eventually, even even if it's my agent kind of propping mm -hmm. me up, which she's amazing at, but eventually <laughs> I kinda get back to it. Yeah. It's like it's like starting over. I have to like kinda ease my way back into it. Instead of writing twenty pages, I write like two. And then I'm like right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, so and it, I hate it because it wastes so much time. <laughs> oh, I I'm, and I hate yeah. wasting time. <laughs> You know how it is. I, I do. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm heavily medicated, as heavily it were, medicated, as it were. Uh, <laughs> from a combination of, of burnout and chronic depression. Chronic depression right? Yeah, it's a thing. It's it's a thing we have to deal with, especially since I'm in the tech industry. Makes oh, it really yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about because even for me, even a little thing could set me back days. A little tiny miss could set me back days. You know the the complete meltdown when I lost my one job, not because of anything I did, but because of, of corporate politics. I mean, you know, I lost a week. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. That is not a little thing. Um, <laughs> that is not a tiny. Yeah, okay. Thing. So, so in fairness, that one's not a tiny thing, but there, there was a point where I would, um, you know, I would, uh, you know, say maybe just, good morning or something the wrong way at the grocery store and i would be kicking myself Think about it forever yeah, on yeah. the way to the car yeah okay uh -huh. yeah um, you know i used to be like that um yeah. i still have moments i'm working out of it uh i have a lovely therapist um yeah. getting my bipolar stuff under control with the mm -hmm. stabilizer um has yep. really helped with that and mm -hmm. it is a vicious circle like you say you know yeah. you're, you're burned out and mm -hmm. you have severe depression mm -hmm. and those things feed off each other and it's like the mm -hmm. worst it's the worst um it's one of the reasons i make it a point now to take self-care because yep. if i don't mm -hmm. 
I just feed my own issues. So yeah. 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 And that's something I realize I need to be better about. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I have the nine to fiver. And so it's like, yeah, no, I'm supposed to show up at a certain time. I'm supposed to leave at a certain time. And, you know, it's, I'm from the, I'm not going to say generation, but I'm, I'm like right on that borderline between those of us who were, who were indoctrinated in the, you have a job, you go every day, yeah. you know? Um, unless you are sick on your deathbed, you need to be there. And so yeah. taking self care days, is really hard really hard yeah exactly i sympathize but Mm -hmm. it's like everything else you just Mm -hmm. you just have to you have to do it yeah just just do it (laughs) i have to i have to i have to man up and take a sick day because it's not like i get to carry those over and it's not like we don't have a crap ton so that's yeah you have no excuses that i will lecture you on live podcast (laughs) like i i will do it and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ain't nobody walking away from this one but no it's yeah. it's so important if nothing mm-hmm. else take my example because yeah. you know take example for me because it has saved my life and i don't mean mm-hmm. that in a you know over exaggerating it has seriously saved my right. life and um if you're burned out and have chronic depression yeah for god's sake what do you need to take care of yourself <laughs> This is your body going, I can't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> so do it. Um, I'm going to start yelling at you on Mastodon. Start... Oh, oh, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get, look, I have like a month and a half off from travel and things. Jeez. So it's just work, regular work when I get back mm-hmm. from, from MAG. So yes, I will have to, you know, like, okay, I guess next Wednesday I am sort of technically taking a self-care day because... Uh, I'm, I've got a noon tattoo appointment instead of like a 5 nice. p.m. one. So it's like, nice. yeah, no, I'm, I'm bugging out of work at like 11. So yeah. I'm only working two hours that day and then I'm going to go have some um, ink therapy. <laughs> May I recommend also taking a self-care day that does not involve needles getting jabbed into your flesh repeatedly? Um, I, I, like I'm, I'm not saying you don't like that or that, you know, whatever, like you do you, but also there is a nice point where you can just not adrenaline and just take some time and binge watch, I don't know, something, Lucifer or something. And uh, yeah, yeah, like it's important. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, because um, my, my current addiction or one of my current addictions is about to start back up. And, what is uh, it? So, Twelve Monkeys is about to start their final season. <laughs> oh, um, final! Yeah. Um, what is it? Um, I think I don't know when we're getting the next season of Winona Earp. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished a Mr. Robot. We just finished um, American Horror Story. Uh, Supernatural's I think mid season break right now. So, yeah, well, Supernatural yeah. will go forever, so... <laughs> I know, I know. Um, no, it's... it's What's the series that... Oh, Van Helsing. I was watching Van Helsing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And unlike all the other series I watch, they're the ones where if you don't have a cable subscription or, like, paying Sony or something, you can't watch it... You can't even buy the season until the season is over. Yes. And it's yeah. killing me because, I know. you know, so many people are, are like, you know... So you see it on the Phantom, they're like, ah, and I'm like, I have no cable, and I'm not paying $3 an episode for this. I know, right? Yeah. 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 No, that doesn't make sense. Filthy Assistant was watching it, and he just loved it. Oh, just. it's, it's yeah. yeah, second season yeah. is is almost over, and it first was so amazing. I can't wait to see second. Yeah. Have so. you seen Lucifer? I've not seen, well, which one? The TV show. Which one? 
God damn it, the new one. The, the new current one. Okay, one. not the not the not the BBC. With, um, no, with no. Tom Ellis. Okay, okay, so yeah, not the BBC one, but the new one. Yes. Okay. No, I have not. Give it a shot. It's okay. fucking hilarious, and <laughs> it does feature a um, bisexual male lead. Okay. Uh, they don't shy away from that. Um which is nice yeah right? yeah uh i mean that's representation where you don't normally see it too straight up and yeah. and they don't make a big deal out of it either right. like it's it's not it's almost like lost girl in which she just was what she was, she without was what she, yeah it. yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. so i'm really enjoying it um give it a shot i think you'll find it both funny and interesting okay it's like i guess it's not a wildly different take it's just sort of a modernized yeah you know, Lucifer's got the charm and passed everything perfectly. Nice. Very good. Your task. That's okay, your next self-care day. That's, that's my next self-care day. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, and that's basically it. I stay cool. organized using colors. No, that's great. <laughs> um, you're actually the first person we've talked to who is like, no, straight up, I color code everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I color code my calendar. Mm -hmm. um, it helps that orange is filthy assistant's favorite color. Yeah. So it's what I apply to like when I have to go be among people. And, like yeah. it's orange in my calendar, but on the wall calendar, it's like all his chores in orange. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no color code everything. Cool. I hear a knock. Mm -hmm. That was that's me moving boxes around, but uh, the, we're see. done. We have no more All questions. Right. Yeah, Sweet. so yeah, that was painless. Mm -hmm. All right, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, I will give you the badge code for I was a guest, so you can claim a Yay. badge on our badge system. Um, and uh, no, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And we're back. The other thing to talk about was Case giving me so much trouble about not talking, or not talking, <laughs> not taking personal care days. This is something I'm bad at. You are very bad at taking a day off. You're like, I have a headache. I'm like, you have all the sick time on earth. Take a half day. And you're like, no, I'm the only one who can do this. Yes, and that's that's something I'm 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 hoping to work on this year is to take sick days when I'm not feeling well, not just push through. You you do have kind of a tech messiah complex. I do, and I don't want to let anybody on the team down or any of the projects down. And I'll be honest, I that think it sounds it's, like a Metallica song. Uh, it might be, but that's that. The code for this week is Necrotech, which is the title of Case's first book. Fantastic book. Again, I cannot recommend it enough. If you like gritty cyberpunk and heroines who basically beat the shit out of people and say fuck a lot, this is a winner 
for you. It is it is pure beautiful cyberpunk and splatterific. Uh, it's a fun ride and a fantastic read. So that's our code this week. I want to thank Case for joining us because it was just an honor to be able to talk to her and it was a lot of fun. What else have we got to do this week? Remember? Uh, I'm still in edits and I need to get back on the hamster train, which I kind of fell off. Yeah. In fact, I should go do that you after this. Do that after this and then go back to your edits. Because I know if you go to your edits first, where are you going to be? The, it, okay, most of the time, writers <laughs> hate doing their edits with the passion of a thousand sons. Yes. The one exception is when my buddy Brooke gets back edits on some of my projects... We have so much fun in the comment section. The thing is, and this is no slam on any other editor I have, and I have many, Mm -hmm. uh, we're really good friends. And have been for a while. And have been for a while, and, you know, she's a professional editor, but she can, like, say marvelously insulting things in a way that makes me laugh hysterically. So, uh, for example, she... Uh, we have reached a sex scene in the book, and she feels I am not being explicit enough. Yes. So without getting too explicit, she has posted a list of euphemisms on the comments, which range from bad to horrific. They were pretty... Yeah, no. They were... They're hysterical. They are on Ursula's Twitter. Yeah, well, some of them are, some of yes. Them. Oh. There, were, there were... There were more? She, she had three full comments. Okay, I'm gonna have to read this when yeah. when when all is said and done. I'm gonna have to go read this, <laughs> and I'm like flailing and and just bawling with laughter here because yeah. I I yeah. So these are fun to do, uh, and I love this book, which yeah. it's unusual. I have a book that I still mm-hmm. love during the edit phase. Normally, I'm just like I hate this book. I hate my life. I hate everything. I should have become a medical test subject. Or according to my dad, apparently I should have become a gunsmith. A gunsmith, yeah, because there's a, a that's a, a manual trade that there's a distinct lack of. Yes, he says it's a dying breed and you can write your own meal ticket. So if the children's book author thing doesn't work out, apparently I should become a gunsmith. And I'm sure there are some people who are willing to teach you once we get past the that's no business for a woman part. Uh, well, I'd, I'd be... I would have no problem getting work from women who didn't want to be talked down to about their guns. But yes, this would require me not to be terrified of firearms, though, so it is a downer. It is a downer. Yes. Anyway, our code this week, again, Necrotech. You can find out more about Casey Alexander in the episode links and on her webpage and her Patreon. You can find me this coming weekend. That would be starting Thursday, January 4th at MAGFest 2018 in National Harbor, Maryland. If you're going to be there, hi. Please say hi unless I'm wearing a red vest and looking very, very serious because the red vest will say security on it and that means I'm You can say busy. hi if he's wearing a red vest and not looking super serious. Yeah, that's... Or running. Or running. Uh, I will have some Productivity Alchemy business cards with me with the I Met Kevin badge code on them if you so uh, if you want to to take advantage of that or, or you know use that. I love handing those out, so it's a lot of fun. And that I think is about it for this week. So check out our show notes. Check out our other two podcasts. You can support the show at coffee.com/ksunny. That's linked on our main page. You can support us on Patreon. We are under Ursula V for Patreon as we start to... We really need to get on that Red Wombat Studio re-image. And my phone is ringing. 
so, oh, that's going to be the school to tell me there's no school tomorrow. Amazing. Oh, I think my watch is ringing. Uh, everything is everything ringing. Everything is ringing. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Hangouts is ringing over here. Yeah. Bye guys. Okay. Have fun. Yeah. Stay productive. Stay productive. Oh god, it's all on fire.